following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen happy hump day guys it's uh it's been a hell of a week welcome back to fantasy beasts and where to find them hopefully you guys are getting by i know i am i am your host for the episode again mr kyle ranny guys we're here to talk about fantasy football fantasy news and random tidbits of news around the nfl um again i am by myself as i've probably already stated once I'm out here a little confused by this Buffalo 89 degree heat but that'll change next episode guys uh today being Wednesday next episode comes out Friday we'll have at least one hopefully two uh two guests we'll be going back to the well we're going we'll be going back to a mock draft scenario like we did last Friday but we're here this week to do what we've done the last couple weeks. There's there's not much news. There's not much to go off of, and it's a little early to start rankings. So we're going back to the news scenario, I guess. The the stuff coaches are saying, the stuff people on the internet are saying, the stuff people from pro football focus are saying. We're going to kind of weigh in on that a little bit. And uh, I guess what better way to do that than just uh, you and me. Uh, but we're, we'll start off here, guys. One of the interesting ones, um, a guy we've talked about a lot on the show so far, Green Bay Packers' Josiah DeGuara is looking forward to the opportunity to step up this year after the loss of wide receiver Devontae Adam. He was quoted as saying, it's not the elephant in the room, but Devontae's gone. After the ball, or All the balls that he got were much deserved, so the opportunities for the guys to step up is next. I'm trying to be one of those guys. We talked about it a lot. The coaching staff in Green Bay really has shown... They got a soft spot for this kid. And it's one of those things where, like, okay, third, second to third-year wide receiver, third-round pick, all right, maybe call him done. Second to third-year tight end in this spot, man, that's generally where they hit their strive. Um, I'm not going to tell you it's a guarantee, but, I mean, we, we've seen in the past, man, Travis Kelsey exploded. Um, I mean, Darren Waller took how long to get in the league, and he's been consistent. George Kittle, kind of more, I guess, prolific than Kelsey was. He didn't have as much of a, of a wait time, but like guys, I'm telling you, this might be the year of Josiah DeGuara, and I'm on board with that. Green Bay needs a guy. Green Bay's always kind of had an average guy, and like Robert Tunyon had the one year, but they've had a bunch of one-year wonders. They don't have that that we're talking about yet in on the show, this episode. They don't have that number one receiver. Yes, they have Christian Watson. Yes, they've got, you know, Romeo Dubes. Uh, and I like Dubes long-term. I like Watson. Yes, the question will be long-term who the quarterback is, but maybe this year in fantasy purposes, Josiah DeGuara is your dude. Um, the next bit of news we have, 
Jeff Darlington has stated that talks between Arizona and, and quarterback Kyler Murray are finally progressing. A new contract is actually expected and possible before camp opens. I mean, granted, that's next week. Um, we had our first team report with being the Las Vegas Raiders. They are officially in camp starting today, the release of the episode. Um, but it's much better news for Cardinals fans and, and owners of Kyler Murray and Dynasty League than we had a couple months ago. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Kyler's still a prolific player. Ugh. Not the world's greatest passer, but I think he's a better two-dimensional player than, than Lamar, and I'll still, I'll still die on that hill. I don't care if Lamar added the muscle. The muscle was never the issue. It was never an issue of his throwing for Lamar. It was an issue of the accuracy. I think Kyler's just a better clean prospect. Yeah, he had 10 picks last year, but he also played injured the back half of the year. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, now we get to a weird spot. I've never had to do this on the show, but we have three in a row. Uh, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive tackle Mitchell Schwartz announced his retirement from the NFL this week. Started with the team when they won the Super Bowl. I don't believe he actually signed anywhere last year, recovering from, I think, a torn Achilles. Uh, but he's announced the retirement. Former Buffalo Bill, Miami Dolphin, and uh, Raider. I definitely think I'm missing, uh, I think the LA Rams was the original team. Or uh, the St. Louis Rams was the original team. But Richie Incognito has retired from the NFL, uh, notably known for all those stints. Rams came to the Bills for a cup of tea, went to the Dolphins. All the shit went down with Miami. Um, and then we saw, you know, he comes back to the Bills, goes on to the Raiders after he kind of has a breakdown here. The talent was never in question. It was always the mental capacity. Uh, phenomenal, talented player. Just needed to get his shit checked. That's going to be one of those guys, unfortunately, I hate saying this on the air, and it's not a good thing to say, but you're going to be concerned about CTE for the longest while with him He's in the trenches. He's got a lot of issues he dealt with in his career. Uh, so hopefully Richie enjoys a happy retirement. A guy who I always thought would be like an interesting dude to talk to, but uh, he's officially announced his retirement here. Um, the next one we got here, we have, will be former New England Patriot defensive back Jason McCourty has retired. Uh, Jason and Devin, notoriously brothers in the league, very good defensive back in his own right. I believe 34, which is pretty old for uh, defensive back in the league. So intriguing there. Sticking with the Pats, though. Pro football focuses Doug Kayed. Believes that Ankeel Harry has a chance to bounce back after the beginning of his career. Uh, a career that served with a lot of litany of injuries. Being challenged by picking up that incredibly complex Pats play. Yes, I know, you know... Harry had it out with a couple coaches. You know, you could always question the maturity he had. But New England, easy playbook to learn. So you put him in a spot like Chicago. You don't have to ask him to come in and be a number one, which he kind of essentially was asked in New England. And then they added a bunch of, like, number threes asking to be number one. And it was just a cluster fuck. Um, and Kill Harry comes in and immediately gets to fight for a job, gets to kind of prove that he's not washed. Darnell Mooney is for sure the number one guy there. They have an open number two competition. So I'm very excited to see what Akil Harry offers come training camp. And if uh, him and Justin Fields can click finally. Another interesting note here, uh, Dallas fans, usually when I talk about you guys, I'm, I'm not talking good about Zeke. I do love me some Zach or some Dak. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking about first round pick here, Tyler Smith. Generally in the NFL, if you are a rookie offensive tackle, 
offensive lineman. It's, it's an uphill battle. It's not, it's not saying anything about a pick. It's a very tough position to learn. There's a lot of technique and intelligence that goes behind. A lot of times you got guys who dominate off of power and power alone at that first level. Uh, Tyler Smith coming out of Tulsa. Very interesting pick. A guy who a lot of people had as a high second. I don't, I'm not frowning at him being a first-round pick. But the news as of uh, this this last week, week Cowboys 2021 or 2022 first-round pick Tyler Smith has been recruiting a vast group of talented linemen to continue to grow as a player. He cited left tackle Teron Smith and guard Zach Martin, both of Dallas, as well as left tackle Teron Armstead of Miami and Hall of Famer Steve Hutchinson. The anticipation of growing and teaching technique of how to best work against pros. Um... I know that should go almost unnoted. In today's day and age, you go, you know, you got so many people in this league who've taught you and been such good players. But so many players do not take advantage of having that ability. And and to see a kid like Tyler Smith who knows, yeah, man, I had the ability. I played at a lower school. I could just coast. We're good. I got paid. Go, no, no, I don't want to just coast. I'm, I'm going to try to make sure I'm a really, really good player. I, I love to see that in a kid. Like, I like Tyler Smith out of the beginning. I like the, the, the mauler style that he plays. But to see that that's the grinder mentality he has even more, I love that. Uh, speaking of kind of gr- uh, not the same thing, next pick after this, um, Bucks and Vikings, Tampa Bay and Minnesota, both showing interest in free agent tight end. That's right. You guys know it. Kyle Rudolph. No, it's not Rob Gronkowski. He's announced the retirement. Um... Intriguing to hear Kyle Rudolph's name here as Minnesota let him go pretty notably last year. Um, I could see the Bucks, I guess, intrigued by it, but, like, why bother? You you got Cameron Brate. You spent a high pick on Kate Otten. Um, I mean, I guess you could understand redshirting a, a tight end, but, like, interesting nonetheless. This was the one. Talk about guys who are grinders and dogs. Uh, it sounds like a real weird circumstance. The new Carolina Panthers, and I guess by new I can say like six-month-old Carolina Panthers cornerback, C.J. Henderson, formerly a first-round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars, says after his trade from Jacksonville to Carolina this past season, he felt his career career really hit a reset button. Doesn't feel the pressure, but more of a higher standard now when he's playing and knows what's owed, knows how to play. A lot of people really saw him play with Carolina, said that uh, you know the talent turned around. So it's intriguing to see. So you don't often see the guy like that. In year two, go, at ah, well, you're not working out, kid. Hit the bricks. And it might have been the best-case scenario, man. I, I quite honestly will be the first to say I liked C.J. Henderson that year. I didn't love him as the top guy. My guy is going to be talked about in a bit. But um, it's it's good to see a guy who who's kind of already fizzled out in his first spot come in and take, take the reels and possibly be able to take over still as the guy he was drafted. Another bit of news, the Athletics... Arid Hassan has stated that the Minnesota Vikings have really worked this offseason to tinker with running back Kenny Nyangwu taking first-team reps. They didn't list if that's due to injury, if Delvin Cook's not ready, or if they're just trying to see how he works with the new offense, especially with the new coordinator of uh, Kevin O'Connell, but it doesn't bode well if you're Alexander Madison. Granted, yes, the contract's up soon. I guess you want to see what he's got, but... Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and Kenny Nangwu. It sounds like it could be a uh, a muddled depth chart there. The Pittsburgh Steelers tight end Pat Fairmuth is receiving a bunch of buzz for his route running this past or this uh, this camp in the spring from the tight end roommates uh, Pittsburgh Zach Gentry and Kevin Radar, both boasting about the ability. 
They all said, you know, you saw what Pat did this past year. He was very good, and his route running is only increasing. If you're a fantasy guy and you took him last year, which I think a lot of people kind of did, you knew that he had the talent, you were hoping he'd have a, the click there. You took him with an accurate quarterback and, and you know, Big Ben. And I, I'll be honest, I'm kicking myself in the ass a little. I, I traded him in a dynasty league, but the return I got for him was ridiculous. But you saw what he could do with Ben. You've got a rookie quarterback there who is really going to uh, push that and use him kind of more. I kind of like the Pat Freemuth option this year, guys, especially as a late-round steal. Uh, wide receiver spot. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Gabriel Davis is said to have upped his weight. Was billed at 210, but realistically played at, or was billed at 220, but played at 210 last offseason. Added more muscle on his frame, and per his trainer, he's bigger, faster, and stronger. A guy a lot of people are calling a breakout candidate. A guy personally I think is going to be a breakout candidate this year. Um... He really kind of showed a lot, can do a lot, and uh, we'll see where that is. We'll see if, if he is indeed going to be the new guy. I don't think he's going to necessarily be the top dog there, but I think we could see it really carry on. But nonetheless, um, a, a guy like Davis kind of taking over and, and running the route from Steph Diggs, being a guy who we saw in you know the AFC um Divisional round against the Chiefs could be a four touchdown guy. That's that's huge news. He's got the build. He can be an up and get it guy. He can be a, a fast guy. A guy who honestly fell in the draft class because he had a bad forty time. Gabe Davis is worth your interest this year. Uh, Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney's been working with his conditioning. He stated he struggled at times with his workload last year. Mooney's approaching the season primed to be the number one at Chicago. Said last year. He went into all of the practices, camps, whatever. If A-Rob was out, planning to show the team what they had in him. Nothing against Allen Robinson, he said. But I wanted to make sure they knew if he wasn't ready to go, I was the guy who could do it. Um, the Green Bay Packers. This is this. Guys, tab this. 13.30 on the podcast. This is the interesting news of the day. I've already made a trade before this episode came out to talk about why I did this before I traded. Green Bay Packers new wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. I know 70% of my audience just laughed, especially if you're from Buffalo. Sammy Watkins recently has been working with trainer Burt Wiggum. That is the trainer of Bills wide receiver, Gabriel Davis, who's got him in this shape. Wiggum said he's been working to become a better player. Watkins notes the theme of his career has been hype over production. He's never produced at the level he was expected to with the hype. However, per Burt Wigan, he wants to return to Clemson Sammy this year, really wants to put it together, and understands that he's never had an offseason where he's trained as hard as this. Burt Wigan basically has come out and gone, no, if you train this hard in the offseason, when you get to camp, the camp is easy and you're ready to flow into that offseason. You prevent your injuries, and you can keep playing at that high level. Yes, he's 29. Yes, it's a little tough to expect a breakout season finally, but you have Aaron Rodgers there now. You've got no guaranteed number one there after losing Devontae Adam, and you've got one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. I hate saying that. I'm not a great Packers fan, but guys, I'll tell you this. If you can get Sammy Watkins late and cheap in your draft, especially if he if you're drafting early in the preseason, 
Sammy Watkins is your guy this year, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse that. On to the next show, another guy we've talked about on the show quite often, a guy who last season, myself and Gary, who at the time was our lead draft analyst, really fell in love with this prospect. A third round pick of Tampa. Out of North Texas, the Mean Green. Wide receiver Jalen Darden. Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles has noted how much of a big step forward second-year wide receiver Jalen Darden has taken this offseason, stating that he's aiming to carve out a much larger role in the offense. And Bowles isn't the only one stating that. We had a lot of high praise from wide receiver Carlton or cornerback Carlton Davis, who said Darden looks like a whole different player this year. This is the player we saw on tape last year, guys. This is the guy that we really, really fell in love with. The talents there, you knew the mental capacity had to follow. And it's not anything on Jalen Darden. I'm not saying he's not a smart kid. But it's not like Jalen Darden was coming from Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame. He's not coming from these top power schools. He came out of North Texas. Not saying anything about North Texas. But you're not facing Bama, Clemson, Georgia. It's a kid who has to learn by trial by fire. And he outperformed special teams to receiving 501 return yards to six receptions last year. The door's open for him to blow it off this year, guys. Chris Godwin probably doesn't come back immediately. Yes, they they signed some big deals as a third receiver, but that doesn't mean that he's not... He doesn't mean that Darden's going to lay down and die. Darden was a slot receiver, primarily at North Texas. Uh, so really excited to see that possibility now with Todd Bowles really going, no, no, he's he's, he's showing what he's got. On to the next, one of my favorite thing I've got to say all day, Raiders tenant Darren Waller's glowing over wide receiver Devonta Adam said he's been sitting there lining up and watching his release because he can't figure out how they release at the same time, yet Devonta Adam is just so much better. His exact words, his release off the line and fluidity, fluidity of the moves he uses Says even the players know what move Devontae is going to use or going to present. They still, air quotes, and guys are just about to shit themselves trying to stop it. That's the best thing I've ever heard, man. I mean, I, I like myself some Devontae Adam. I really like myself Devontae in Oakland or Vegas, as he is by far the number one. Um, might even be even more dangerous with having a number two option there in Hunter Renfro, number three if you count the tight end. Draft Derek Carr. But that quote from Darren Waller is just, just money, guys. I love it. Um, next bit, many in the Washington organization are glowing about rookie first-round pick Jahan Dotson. Guys, it's a guy we talk about a lot. We really liked his route running, the Christmas, and the fact that he's able to make a lot of these catches that most people won't. He had a very, very open route tree with Penn State. Carson Wentz stated, He catches the football as natural as anybody have ever seen, and J.D. McKissick says he's developed. He's running Chris routes, and I'm very shocked how quick he's learned this offense. J.D. McKissick's more of a receiver than a running back at this point, but uh, good words to hear out of a late-round, first-round pick. Next thing we're going to talk about, the Athletics' John Machacho, or Machada? John Machada. Stated that it is likely a third round, or likely that third round pick Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama starts the season opposite CeeDee Lamb, given that Michael Gallup's injury is most likely to keep him off the field. And wide receiver James Washington, formerly of the Steelers, has had availability issues through spring, not being able to suit up for practices. 
Falcons running back coach. This is another one, guys. I've been beating this like a dead horse. The Tyler Allgaier fun. Falcons running back coach Michael Petre has stated that Tyler Allgaier's talent aside, watching how he handled learning stuff he was not comfortable with at his pro day was much a reason to draft him. Given he is willing and or willing to and asks good questions to learn, it's really a guy you want to mold. A lot of times, and we said this in the show, we really like the ability he had. Yes, it was BYU. You can question, well, that's not great competition. But if you got a running back who's that willing, he's got that kind of talent, he's got that kind of size, and he's going to go, what do I need to do better to be better? He's going to come into camp and go, hey, I see that Cordero Patterson's the only one ahead of me. I see that Damian, Damian Williams might have a spot. How do I get better? That's the kind of shit I love out of a rookie running back. So uh, keep that in mind. Watch how he comes into camp. But Tyler Elgar could be probably one of the best steals of the year. <laughs> this is more interesting than uh, than newsworthy. Bengals running back Joe Mixon confidently has stated he believes the Bengals are the hottest thing in the NFL and they will absolutely be back in the Super Bowl next season. Joe, I'm a huge believer, fan, and defender of you on the show. Give us a call. Come on the show. We'd love it. Defend it. But uh, I think the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Bills all would like to have a talk with you. Uh, Indianapolis had, or Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Wright continues to bank on running back Naeem Hines taking a big step this year. No, not to devalue Jonathan Taylor. Frank Wright has continued to mention Naeem Hines is the top three receiving weapon on that team. So I guess if you're a, a betting man, that would include Michael Pittman. That's going to include Paris Campbell. And your third option is Naeem Hines. So uh, whatever Hines is over under on receiving is, you should probably want to play it. But if you've got him in fantasy, look for him to kind of turn to Cordero Patterson, I guess. Um, Titans wide receiver coach Rob Moore. This is an interesting piece for people in Dynasty has been mentally keeping rookie Traylon Burks sharp during practice as to not let him fall behind while not physically ready to go. Packers, tw- or, uh, it's one of those things where they've discussed there's an issue with him, with his asthma. He's not fully prepared. Robert Woods has honestly been glowing about Rob Moore going, no, he asks every every route, what did you see? What could you have done different? What are we doing different? What are you looking at? He's making sure that if Burks is not physically sharp he's mentally sharp here guys Green Bay Packers 2021 third round pick Amari Rogers admits his rookie season had a big physical and mental toll on him says he feels rejuvenated and looks forward to making a big move towards playing time this upcoming season that'll be interesting man I I thought last year if, if there was ever a year and I didn't love Amari Rogers I'm a Clemson fan I never saw him click as that guy if there's a, there was a year he was going to break out, I thought it was last year. But if he's owning up to that issue, and now he's going to come out hot this year, who knows, man? They could have three good receivers. The Baltimore Ravens running back, J.K. Dobbin, Ian Rapport has reported that he might not be ready. He might be facing PUP time, and he's not recovering from his injury, to which immediately J.K. Dobbin has refuted and said, no, I'm recovering fine. Don't talk about me. I guess I have to cover my own news. Interesting coming that it was an Ian Rapport article. Arizona Cardinals center Rodney Hudson, often regarded as one of the best centers in the league, has informed the Arizona Cardinals he indeed intends to play for the team this year. That's big news for the Cardinals and bigger news for Kyler Murray, keeping uh, that snap count alive, especially with the lack of DeAndre Hopkins. 
we talked well about the Bucks a few times, but now uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaches are infuriated with recently signed three-year, $21 million uh, running back Leonard Fournette. Fournette showed up to camp at a playing weight of 260 pounds. Not a great sign for a player fresh off that extension, and definitely more of a spaghetti lacy story than any good one. Jeff Okuda, player I mentioned a little earlier, didn't exactly by name, my favorite corner in that draft class. Jeff Okuda is working to get his burst back in his legs after a torn Achilles. He was recently seen on a post on his Instagram performing a 29-inch vertical jump while holding 30-pound dumbbells in each hand. Look, you can jump, you can laugh, you can say, aha, you know, it's just a jump, who cares? You you don't get that kind of burst 29 inches high while holding 60 pounds if if you're not almost back to full strength. So good news for Jeff Okuda, hopefully he turns around his third season. Recently signed defensive tackle Eddie Goldman of the Atlanta Falcons, a high-end player from the Chicago Bears, has informed the team he intends to retire now. So Eddie Goldman... Uh, July of 2022 to July of 2022. Rip. The New York Jets third-round pick, Jeremy Ruckert, has been placed on the NFI non-football injury list. The Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys have shown interest in former Minnesota Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr, infamously noted as being the player that Josh Allen first hurdled. The Las Vegas Raiders are working on an extension for tight end Darren Waller and linebacker Denzel Perryman. And the last bit of news is this was breaking just a couple hours ago. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have granted quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade partner. An intriguing piece nonetheless. Seattle claims they're out. Cleveland claims they don't want to pay. Houston claims they're on Davis Mills. Where will Jimmy G fall? But guys, that'll do it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all of you guys for helping out. Thank you to our sponsors. Mainly, uh, shout out to our dude Kyle at Chicken Dippin' because nothing goes better with wing or with football than some chicken wings. Hit them up at chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dippin. And until next time, guys, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>